And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Topper. Oh, Topper. Oh, Topper, darling. We're back. Oh, dear. Here we go again. The Adventures of Topper, starring Roland Young. comedy series based on Thorn Smith's hilarious bestseller and is brought to you by the makers of those bubbly light crisp cornflakes, Post Toasties. We toast them crisp, we toast them light, you can tell by the taste, we toast them, they're a tasty treat, so good to eat, delicious and light from Post Toasties. And you know what? We like them. And now let's meet Topper. Hello, my name is Cosmo Topper. I suppose some of you have a couple of friends who are considered nobodies. Well, I have a couple of friends who actually have nobodies. A pair of ghosts named George and Marion Kirby and the trouble they've caused me. If things continue as they are, they'll be the death of me yet. As a matter of fact, they nearly were last week. You see, last Saturday, I was in my bedroom packing when they'll be... Cosmo! Oh, Cosmo, what are you doing? Packing? Well, I have to go on a trip. Business trip, very urgent. But, Cosmo, you know my mother is coming to pay us a visit today. This business trip must have come up very suddenly. Did, Melvina, did, yes. But I only told you my mother was coming last night. When did this trip become so urgent? Last night. Oh, Cosmo. Every time mother comes to visit us, it seems you have to go away on a business trip. Mother's only going to be here for two weeks. Well, I'll only be gone for two weeks. Oh. Cosmo, you don't appreciate my mother. Why, she and Dad were always so fond of you. Right up to the time he died, Dad wanted to make you a partner in his business. Yes, I know, Melvina. And after he died, Mother wanted to give you his business. I know, Melvina. She still wants to give me the business. (laughs) Cosmo, I know why you want to get out of town. You probably imagine that you're going to keep a rendezvous with those dead curvies. Oh, no, Melvina, nothing like that. Well, you can't deny that you still see them, Cosmo. Why, only last night you had another of those dreams of yours. Did I, Melvina? In your dreams, you used to complain that George Kirby annoyed you. Then Marion was kissing you. And last night, I distinctly heard you say something about Marion being on your lap. Yes, Melvina, I, uh, I guess my dreams are getting better all the time. <laughs> well, it's about time you got that delusion out of your head, Cosmo. You know the Kirby's were buried a long time ago. Yes, and, uh... They've been kicking, kicking dirt in my eyes ever since. Well, let's not dwell on those dead Kirby's, Cosmo. We were talking about you going away. And you're not going. But why can't I go, Melvina? Well, let's <clears throat> Because you've got a cold. I distinctly heard you sneeze. But Melvina, I didn't sneeze. Well, I didn't, and there's no one else in this bedroom. <clears throat> oh, there. 
Now, how do you explain that second sneeze? Oh, well, um, maybe one good germ deserves another. <laughs> oh, poor Cosmo, you are ill. Really, Melvina, I didn't. But another word out of you now, you're going straight to bed. Start undressing. Now, go on, get under the covers. And I'll bring you your hot water bottle. Couldn't you bring me something else? I've been going to bed with a hot water bottle for years. <laughs> Cosmo, isn't it lucky Mother's coming? She'll nurse you back to health. You know what her nursing did for Father. Yes, Marvina, but he would have died anyway. <laughs> oh, dear Cosmo, get under those covers immediately. Now, go on. Give me your pants. What's on the pants, Cosmo? You want to wear this pair, too, Melvina? <laughs> now, when I come back, I want to see you under those covers. George, Marion, just because you're invisible, you needn't think I don't know you're here. Hello, Chopper. Hello, Chopper. All the dirty tricks you two have pulled, the sneezing act was the dirtiest. And you keep a man from escaping his mother-in-law. Well, no wonder they call you low plain spirit. Well, Topsy, we couldn't help it. George has a cold. <coughs> a bad cold. Sir, the goats of the cold, and I suppose you had a body every bone in it would ache. Oh, Tom, this is no time for kidding. Even a ghost can catch cold, you know. I suppose you got caught with your sheets down. Oh. <laughs> I'll cut it out, will you, Tom? It's very simple. I was trying to get to heaven last night. Well, it's quite a climb. I got tired and decided to rest in all those fluffy clouds. How should I know it was a rain cloud? And that's the way you caught cold? Don't let him hand you that. He got caught in a draft between two swinging doors. Oh, what difference does it make now? I've got the chills. Come on, Topper, move over. Will you let me get in between those warm blankets? Nothing doing. You made my bed, but I'm the only one who's going to lie in it. Oh, Topsy, dear, how can you be so cruel? George is sick. He needs medical attention. Sure, that's right. Topper, you're the only one we could come to. George, I'm always the only one you can come to. Why don't you do stray spirits go back where you belong? But, Topper, we can't get into heaven yet. I was not pointing in that direction. <laughs> oh. Well, all you have to do is let George share the bed with you, darling. And I'll be here to nurse the two of you. Sure, Topper. Mary will be a regular Florence Nightingale. Nightingale? I suppose that's her newest way of giving me the bird. Don't be such an old sourpuss. Now, go on. Move over. Yeah, come on, will you? Come on. And don't hug all the plank. Well, comfy, George? Oh, oh, boy. Sure, Topper, sure. Oh, it isn't so bad with me in the same bed with you, is it? How do you feel? Like a candidate for mausoleum. Now, stop that. There's no use in being dejected. The sooner George gets better, the sooner you'll get out of bed. And how is George going to get better? Oh, it's very simple. When you get treated, George gets treated. When you take medicine, George takes medicine. Whatever you get, George gets. Really? Hand me the arsenic, will you? <laughs> oh, Topper, it's Hello? Out. Are you in bed? If you want, Topper. Now, remember, if she wants to give you any medicine, ask her for, for more for George, and we'll do the rest. Oh, Cosmo, you took my advice. Now, don't you feel better in bed? Oh, warm and comfortable. Yes, Melvina. But, Cosmo, why are you so far over on the right? Why don't you get over more to the center of the bed? Well, I, um... I hate to be a road hog, Melvina. Oh, Cosmo, don't be silly. Oh, you poor dear. Oh, but don't you worry. I've got just the thing for you. Mother's favorite mixture. She's been enjoying this mixture for years. With or without the olives? 
Oh, don't be insulting. It's just a simple remedy of sulfur and yeast. No, no, not sulfur and yeast, Melvin. Now, open your mouth. There. That's right. I've got one teaspoonful for me. Uh, oh! Oh, that was bitter. And now one <coughs> teaspoonful for Uncle Harry. No, Melvina, we're not going to all your relatives. I can't take any more of this, Melvina. Don't you be selfish, Tom. You get some more of that medicine for George. What was that? I said, leave the bottle on the night table. I may want some later. Oh, you do like the medicine. How wonderful. You drink the whole bottle down right now. Here. Come on. A little more now. Oh. I'm drowning. Take that bottle away. Oh, just a little more. Cosmo, you bit my fingers. You're getting violent. The fever must have gone to your head. Oh, I'll call the doctor immediately. This shouldn't be tough to take at all. Why, before you know it, you'd be able to sit up and take nourishment again from delicious post-toasties. You know, there's nothing quite as refreshing as heaping bowl full of those golden brown flakes swimming in rich milk. Yes, in post-toasties, you have grand sunny flavor combined with a bubbly lightness so that every spoonful is toasty and crisp to the last delicious bite. Add to that the nourishment value in a single bowl full of post-toasties, and you have some idea why it's one of America's favorite breakfast cereals. You'll find the post-toasties are rich in food energy and supply important food values of the whole grain. So that's why we urge you to buy them and try them, friends. You'll like them. Topper, the doctor's arrived. I heard him talking to Malvina. It's a Dr. Blight. Dr. Blight? You mean that old bone crusher? Yeah, who is he? I want any old buzzard poking into my ectoplasm. Never mind you, my invisible friend. It's my body that's going to get the abuse. George, stop bellyaching. Dr. Blight's one of the most expensive men in town. It's Dr. Blight, all right. That's one of his massages. It means the difference between a spry young man and a tired old one. Really, Dr.? You mean you had a retired old man and in one treatment you leave a spry young man? Not exactly, George. When you leave, you're the tired old man. You're not going to lay a hand on me. I'm going. Oh, no, you can't run out on us now. If you do, George will never get medical attention. I'll stay with that bone crusher. I'll need medical attention. Hey, honey. Honey, I got an awful funny feeling. This cold's playing havoc with my ectoplasm. I feel as if I'm going to materialize. But you can't materialize. Doc will be here in a minute. I'm sorry, Doc. I, I can't control it. Here I go. <laughs> well, how do I look? George, I hate to say it, but you look... Better invisible. In this room, Dr. Blight, go right in. George, get under the covers. Quick, hide. Oh, Cosmo, dear. Now we're going to find out just what's wrong with you. Here's Dr. Blight to examine you. Well, 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 well. And how are we today? We're fine. I mean, I'm fine. Oh, Cosmo, what on earth are your feet doing out of the covers? Cosmo, I never realized your feet were so large. Well... The yeast went to my feet, Melvin. Cosmo, pull those feet under the covers. Do you hear me? You have to talk louder, Melvin. I guess my feet are asleep. Oh, stop this nonsense and pull those feet in immediately. Truth of the matter is, I can't control those feet. Hmm, very interesting. You mean we can't walk on our feet, Mr. Topper? Believe me, Doctor, I wish I could get those feet to take a walk. Well, then let's take a look at our big feet. 
No, you, you mustn't touch those feet. The size of the coal is in my head. Oh, <laughs> head or feet, to me, there's no difference. No. It'll be interesting to see you kiss your wife goodnight. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, I... Uh, well, now, uh, what you need, Mr. Topper, is one of my special deluxe treatments. It will raise Mr. Topper's temperature, raise Mr. Topper's blood pressure, raise Mr. Topper's circulation... And lower Mr. Topper's bank account. <clears throat> and now, are we ready for our first little exercise? Uh, it's very similar to artificial respiration. Now, just turn over, Mr. Topper, while I kneel on the side of the bed. Must I, Doctor? Turn over, Cosmo. Oh, all right, Melvina. Now, 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 now. Let's get on with our little treatment. Now, I put my hands on the small of your back, and then I press down. Dr. Lofto. Oh. Now, 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 now we begin. And up goes the baddest. Oh. In comes the good. Oh. In comes the good. Oh, oh my, 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 What's the matter? More bad air coming in than good. <laughs> now, now, I'm sure this is doing us a lot of good, Mr. Topper. Why don't we try to breathe? Now, let me show us how. Like this. <laughs> like this. Yes, just like this. <laughs> I can't. I'm not that sick. Oh, now, 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 here for our second step. Shall we try it, Mr. Topper? It's very strenuous. I have to work my fingers to the bone. Yes, my bone. <laughs> Mr. Topper, this happens to be my famous bone treatment. Now, first we start with our legs. I grab our legs and then I bend them at our knees like this. We detect the sound of creaking, Mr. Topper. Oh, well, no matter. A little more work and you know what will happen. We'll detect the sound of breaking. Cosmo, don't try to be funny. The doctor's only trying to help you. Well, that's enough for the time being. Now we'll take our pulse and temperature. Oh, thank goodness. And if the results aren't good enough, we'll repeat the treatment immediately. Oh, no. Well, you need to see a pulse. George will stick his hand out of the cupboard. Now, here we are. Let's take this thermometer and put it in our mouth. Hey, Tom, I'll give it to me. I'll put it in my mouth while the doctor isn't looking. And now for our pulse. Let me have your hand, Mr. Topper. Hmm. <clears throat> my, my, my. Good heavens. Oh, what's the matter, doctor? For heavens, there is no pulse. Oh. What does that mean, doctor? It means the man is dead. Oh. Oh, here, here. Let me see that thermometer. Here it is, doctor. Oh. No. No, I don't believe it. He has no temperature at all. He's dead. He is dead. Doctor, I'm talking to you. Yes, I know, I know. You're talking to me, but you're dead. Now, don't. What am I saying? Okay, you're, you're dead and you're talking to me. Oh, I must be going crazy. Oh, let me out of here. I'm going to see a doctor. Cosmo, there's something very peculiar about this. You may be dead to the doctor, but you'd better be alive when my mother gets here. <laughs> Topper, old man, thanks to you, I'm on my feet again. McCall seems all gone. Oh, it does. If you ask me, all George needed was to sleep off his hangover. I suppose George is put in the best of condition by the beating I took. <laughs> Topper, it put me right into the pink. We even look in the pink. 
Now you've recovered your health, why don't you two lovable spirits run off and leave me to the tender mercies of my mother-in-law? Oh, but Topsy, we're not ungrateful. Now George and I are going to help you. Sure, Topper. We have a great plan, a wonderful idea. Oh, no, no, no more of your ideas. Your first idea put me in a sickbed. I suppose your next idea will put me in a coffin. Why, Topsy, that is the idea. How'd you guess? Oh, no, not a coffin. A Topper, it's, it's so simple. If you want to get away from your mother-in-law, you'll, you'll have to get out of the house. And the doctor thinks you're dead, doesn't he? So you go out of the house in a coffin. Well, how can I play dead? Well, you could get stiff. No, the whole plan isn't feasible. To be carried out in a coffin, you must have a death certificate. <laughs> we have taken care of that. When Dr. Flight was here, Marion just stole a death certificate right out of his bag. She did? Now, there's a doctor who comes to his patients prepared. <laughs> but I won't. I can't. Oh, come on. Be reasonable, Topper. Mother-in-law is coming in a couple of hours. Melvin is blocking your way. You don't want to be stuck in this house for two weeks, do you? Heaven forbid. Well, well, this man might get me out of the house and... And if Melvina thinks you're dead, maybe she'll appreciate you a little more in the future. But, um, how am I going to convince Melvina that I'm dying? <laughs> you are going to play a deathbed scene. And at the end, we've arranged for your spirit to go to heaven. My spirit to go to heaven? Aren't we carrying this plan a little too far? Don't be silly, darling. George will be the spirit. And all you have to do is say, Heaven is calling! There goes my spirit! And that'll be George's cue to half materialize in a misty light. Sure, that's it. Now, Topper, I've got to call the undertaker, but I'll be back inside my cue. Oh, Topsy. Topsy, this is going to be the greatest deathbed scene since Camille. But, man, I hardly look like Garbo, you know. Now, darling, Melvina's in the next room. You go right ahead and call her. As if you were very, very ill. I'll... Well, I'll try. Melvina! Oh, Melvina, come quickly. Oh, yes, Cosmo, I'm coming. What is it? Oh, Melvina, I think the time has come. Cosmo, what is it? Melvina, I think I'm dying. Oh, Cosmo, don't speak like that. How can you say you're dying? Exactly what part of your body hurts? I don't know, Melvina. I'm dying all over. <laughs> Maybe you'll feel better if I make you more comfortable. Now, I'll...
Heaven is calling. There goes my spirit. Oh, Cosmo, don't say that. Heaven is calling. There goes my spirit. Oh, Cosmo, this must be the moment. Heaven is calling. There goes my spirit. Dear, why do you repeat that? I don't know what's holding up my spirit. But George hasn't come back yet, Top. I guess I'll have to take a hand. Oh, no, no, no. Cosmo. Cosmo, what's happening? There seems to be a whisper of smoke about the bed. No, Marion, no. Oh, why? Why, it's beginning to take form. Well, that couldn't be your spirit, Cosmo. It's forming in the shape of a woman. Maybe it's a messenger from heaven. Why, well, the spirit is beckoning to you. The spirit is urging you to go with her. Oh, Cosmo, you're not leaving me. Yes, Melvina, the spirit is willing and my flesh is weak. Oh, Cosmo, come back. Cosmo, come back. Bye, Melvina. Goodbye. teach anyone to do better by the boss? Frankly, we're in favor of you men asserting your rights. For instance, if the little woman always makes you get up and get the breakfast, surprise her over the holiday. Say to her, dream puss, you can bring me some golden brown post toasties. I'm having breakfast in bed. Now, isn't that a pretty picture? And just wait till you taste that first sunny spoonful of post toasties. Man, you'll find it mouth-watering, really swell. Post toasties have a grand flavor that just hints of golden summer corn and you'll like the way they stay bubbly light the last spoonful. From then on, you'll be asking for post-toasties all the time, because they're so refreshing at breakfast, lunch, or snack time. So demand your rights, fella. Have the wife get in some golden brown post-toasties. You'll like them. We toast them crisp, we toast them light. You can tell by the taste we toast them. They're a tasty treat, so good to eat. Delicious and light from toasting. Post-toasties. And you know what? We like them. idea convincing Melvina that I was dead. She'd been in her room wailing for the last half hour. Oh, now, Top, please stop fretting. You'll be out of here soon. You just leave everything to me. Mary, you're invisible. What can you do? Well, if that's all it's worrying, I'll materialize right now. Topper, here I come. Now that you see me, do you think I'm capable of doing something? Quite. Toppy, dear, you just relax. I'm going to take care of you. And when the undertaker comes, I'm going to be right by your side as your nurse. You're going to be right by my side, Mary? Mm-hmm. Holding your hand and smoothing your brow while you play dead. Death, where is thy thing? Oh, Topsy, there's the undertaker. All right, man. Take it easy with that coffin. Coffin is a dime a dozen, but coffins are valuable. Now, this Topsy, play dead. Okay, lady. Where's your body? <laughs> it's right over there on the bed, Mr. Undertaker. I'm the nurse for the late Mr. Topper. Oh, you're the... Hey, lady. Have I seen you someplace before? No. No, of course not. Are you sure we didn't bump into each other at a funeral? You must be mistaken. You know, that's funny. 
I could have sworn I buried somebody like you a couple of months ago. You know, never forget a good-looking corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Undertaker, don't you think that you'd better get on with your job? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, where's the death certificate? Uh, certificate? Oh, the certificate. Now, what I do with it? Here it is, right on the bed, Mr. Undertaker. All right, thanks a lot, Mr. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. I could have sworn I heard the corpse talk. Now, you know that's nonsense. A corpse can't talk. Listen, I know it, lady. You know it. But does the corpse know it? <laughs> well, surely a man in your profession doesn't believe in spirit. Confidentially, lady, sometimes I've got my doubts. That what I put under the ground stays under the ground. <laughs> now, look, you're not trying to frighten me, are you? Look, do, uh, don't scare you too, lady. You know, when that happens to a man in my business... It's time to retire. <laughs> After all these dead people, it's such a pleasure to talk to a live flesh and blood lady like you. <laughs> uh, you two stop talking nonsense and get me out of this house before Melvina gets back. Yeah, yeah. It's time to retire right now. Oh, stop shaking like a dish of jello. Mister, if a dead man spoke to you, you'd shake too. <laughs> you say, what am I saying? <laughs> but I'm not dead. You don't understand, Mister Undertaker. This is all a trick to get me out of the house. Tell him I'm not dead, Marion. You're not dead? Well, of course he isn't dead. He doesn't look dead, does he? Well, in his case, it's not a fair test. <laughs> oh, don't be absurd. I'm as alive as you are. The only dead person in this room is Marion. Marion? Certainly. Me. Please, lady, look. This is no time for joking. Who's joking? I am dead. And I'm alive. You mean this gorgeous doll is dead and this dried-up little guy is alive? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll let you in on a secret. Yeah? You worked at my funeral last year. What's that? My name is Marion Kirby. Isn't it, Topper? Of course. Who else could you be? No. No, I don't believe it. You don't? Well, maybe this will convince you. Watch me while I dematerialize. No, no, no. No, it all comes back to me now. Listen, does this one lead to the street? <laughs> Man, the undertaker jumped through the window. What'll we do now? Oh, talk to there's no Now we're trapped. Jump into bed, quick. But I tell you, Mr. Popper, I did not sign our death certificate. That's why I returned. Oh, it doesn't matter, Doctor. Poor Cosmo. Oh, this terrible tragedy. Oh, hello, Melvina. <laughs> oh, Cosmo! We thought we departed for a better place. I was trying to do all day. <laughs> But my spirit deserted me. Oh, Cosmo, this is wonderful. A miracle come to pass. Oh, Dr. Flight, thank you, but we won't need you any longer. Uh, just a moment. Let us take a look at Mr. Topper, shall we? We're not going through that again, are we? Well, 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 Mr. Topper. Are we given to blushing? Oh, I know. Uh, perhaps we just ate a sandwich with ketchup? Of course not. Then how do we feel? Fine, in the pink. <laughs> you should be. You've got measles. George didn't have a cold. He had measles, and I had to get them. Oh, well, Cosmo, you're very fortunate. Mother will be here any minute to nurse you. Oh, heavens. Ah, just come over, Mrs. Topper. We won't be able to have any visitors. We'll have to be quarantined. No one comes in, and no one goes out for two weeks. But that means Mother won't be able to visit us? Measles. Lovely measles. Why didn't I think of getting them before? Oh.
to the last drop. Ask anybody what product's known by those words. The answer is certain to be Maxwell House Coffee. For generations, those famous words have stood for coffee that's especially rich, mellow, full-bodied, and served piping hot or frostily iced. The flavor is dependably satisfied. For Maxwell House stands the test of fine coffee, the test of icing. Yes, more people buy Maxwell House than any other brand of coffee in the world because it's truly good to the last drop. Tune in next week when Papa visits a spiritualist and takes his spirits along with him. Remember, Papa, next week, same time, same station. This is Dick Calmer saying goodnight to the makers of those bubbly light crisper cornflakes, Post Toasty. the National Broadcasting Company. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.